0: Conrad, did you watch the Super Bowl? I, at the risk of alienating all of our viewers in the first 10 seconds, I did not watch the Super Bowl. I was actually doing my ski patrol work during the Super Bowl, and there was no one on the slopes. Nothing happened because everyone
1: was everyone like you, I suspect, was watching the Super Bowl. A much more nobler undertaking than the rest of us who were watching the Super Bowl. And I have to say that as a painfully long Detroit Lions fan. It was nice to see Matthew Stafford win the Super Bowl. Congratulations to Matthew Stafford. And as we'll talk about today, some interesting Super Bowl commercials.
0: Interesting Super Bowl commercials coming out of the legal industry. First brought to you by Jamie Casino back in 2016 or 14, I think. 2014 was Jamie Casino's first ever legal Super Bowl ad. But there are a lot this year. And uh, we've got a rundown on them. Later on, Guy and I are going to pick them apart and talk about our favorite legal Super Bowl ads. Before that, we're gonna talk about the news, really interesting friends of ours in the news. And we're going to go into a segment discussing the difference and the importance between advertising versus business development as brought to you by a post
1: from Kevin O'Keefe. Mr. Lockwood hit the money.
2: Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, teaching you how to promote, market, and make fat stacks for your legal practice, here on Legal Talk Network.
0: Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, everyone. We've got a great show today, but first, let's hit the news. Hey, Guy, we have got two of our very close friends, longstanding legal marketing pioneers in the news today. Carolyn Elephant yesterday unwrapped her third version of Solo by Choice, which both of us are quoted in, which is quite cool. But if you are unfamiliar with Carolyn Elephant, she is, I call her the godmother of the solo practitioner. She has probably done more to help solo practitioners get started and be successful than. Anyone else I know, her book, Solo by Choice, I've gifted this 80 times, probably, along that vein to people starting out their law firms or thinking about starting out their law firms or, or who have started their law firms and struggled. The third version of Solo by Choice came out two days ago, and I would thoroughly recommend reading it, not just because Guy and I are mentioned, but because she's fantastic. Bob Ambrosi also, Guy, is in the news. Bob had a huge announcement last night. What was his announcement?
1: Bob and Ben Ambroji have launched Law Next Directory, which, you know, this has been an undertaking that others have tried much less successfully, I think, than Bob and Ben will do. But basically, it's going to be an aggregation of all everything legal tech that you'd ever want to know. So if you're a lawyer and you're shopping for legal tech, head over to the Law Next Directory. You can just search for Law Next Directory if you know how to use the big Google machine.
0: All right. Now, Tech Show is coming up. We've mentioned Tech Show a couple of times. Guy, you are doing a session on 60 Tech Tips in 60 Minutes, right?
1: That's on Saturday. Is that right? That's right. Come to Tech Show in Chicago. We'll be inside, so it'll not be freezing out. And um, (laughs) come learn. Come meet folks. It's a great opportunity. And if you were there and you want
0: to ask a legal marketing or technology question, or if you want to pitch your widget, we would love to talk to you. So Gee and I will be there interviewing people. We'll be taking questions. We will probably have some form of podcast based on ABA Tech Show. If you would like to be a guest on our pod, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to both Bob and Carolyn Elephant, we would love to talk to you. So find us. We're just trying to work out the... Logistics of where we're going to do the recording. Gee feels it's really, really awkward to invite people to a hotel room to do a recording, um,
1: especially if it's you and doing the invitation. <laughs> I don't know why me. I'm a, I'm innocuous. Anyway, and find you're, us. you're doing. You're signing books, right? You gotta I, be I, signing your book if
0: you want. I, if you stop by, find me. I'm more than happy to sign the book. You're gonna but sign but mine. if you would like to talk with us, find us at the LTN booth. Right, we'll be there. And would love to do a recording. We've got all the recording equipment uh, out in Chicago. we will be happy to do it. So come find us. Also, if you're a Startup Alley participant, come elevator pitch us. We're more than happy to give you some air to uh, expand the minds of our listeners in terms of what can be done with technology and legal.
1: And in our usual pat ourselves on the back segment, uh, we got another <laughs> review. All around great podcast, five stars. It does make you feel good to hear it. I listen to these as soon as they come out, and they're always full of good info for law firm owners, and they keep entertaining. I love the intro music. You know, love to hear the feedback about the intro music. Thank you for listening, Joni Triple R via Apple Podcasts. As always, like us, hate us, or indifferent. And we love those indifferent reviews, by the way please do drop us a review on your favorite, well, I guess Apple Podcasts. Can you leave reviews other places? I don't even know. Let's take a break. Learn by doing with practicing law institutes, award-winning on-demand interactive programs developed by experts in learning design. These immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu interactive, or download PLI's mobile app. Smart firms use CallRail to track where every lead comes from. PPC, LSA, organic search, or even offline ads, CallRail tells you which channels drive your best leads. CallRail even integrates with
0: your favorite CRM or practice management tools to help manage your leads and see the ROI on your marketing investments. Know exactly which marketing tools work. Plans start at 45 bucks a month. We recommend CallRail to every single one of our clients. Go to callrail.com slash lunch hour now and try it for free.
1: And we're back and we are going to discuss this idea that was recently published by our friend Kevin O'Keefe at Lex blog in his post Advertising versus business development and I'm going to frame some of the th- points that Kevin makes and then Conrad has a lot to say I have a few things to say and we will uh take it from there. So At the start, what Kevin's really saying, he's referring to some of the conference programs, especially for solos and small firms, that really talk about advertising marketing. And Conrad, you know this. We know this. Everybody that gets up on stage at a conference, we're talking advertising marketing from a marketing standpoint. And... Kevin breaks down some of the definitions, advertising action of calling something to attention in the public, especially by paid announcements, marketing process of promoting, selling, distributing a product or service. And then he distinguishes business development, the act or process of growing or causing something to grow or become larger or more advanced, in the case of law, growing relationships and reputation. And, you know, essentially he his TLDR is the best lawyers get their work via word of mouth and relationships conferences should be focusing more about like, Hey, how do you do that versus all the advertising and marketing? What do you think, Conrad? Should we dump this idea of advertising and marketing? Yes. Just turn off your <laughs> podcast. Turn off your ads. Turn off your ads. Tear down, down your off, billboards.
0: Take off your website. No, I mean, I think this is a longstanding debate between Kevin and a lot of legal internet marketers, Here's the reality, Gee. Like I think you and I would agree that law firms that can generate business by referrals, great. It's typically because you do great work. It's typically because you're recognized for doing great work. It's typically a lot less expensive than running your business through Google Ads, for example, or the local service ads, or paying Guy or Conrad like an absorbent amount to get you ranking in the SEO wars and you know, fighting with local search and learning all the ins and outs of that stuff, like it's it's, it's fine, okay. And it's typically going to make up of the entire legal market, something like, depending on what type of practice you're in, something like two to 8%, two to 10%, right? The reality is the vast majority of people use Google. There's been, I, I mean, if we need to quote a study to convince you of this, now I really do mean turn off the podcast, right? And, and like, like it's a small portion of the market. So, you know, I talk to people all the time. I'm like, listen, if you're happy where you are and you don't need to spend money on people like us and you have a great reputation, like, great, have at it. But where I take umbrage with this is it is a false dichotomy to suggest that these two things don't work hand in hand. It is absolutely... An additive synergistic approach, as opposed to like you should do one instead of the other, you can talk about things like uh, well I'll even take I'll even take uh, the comment of the best lawyers get their work through referrals. Well, you know what the best lawyers also have really good review profiles, right? And Google is trying to. Showcase those lawyers for whom people like to work with, right? And they do that through reviews. And great reviews drives ranking and local, and local drives a ton of business. And so it's a false dichotomy to kind of have this binary either or, when the reality is a lot of these things work hand in hand. Um, there's plenty of examples of of lawyers who use technology to communicate and be involved in their communities, and that shows up in better SEO performance, right? So so that's that's my overall take is I, I don't think it's an either or. I think all of them should be channels that you consider, right? And the reality is some channels work better for some lawyers than others. And it should they should all be within a consideration set and you should work with what works for your law firm. I
1: think that's right. And and I'll agree with Kevin on the conferences do tend to focus. I mean, I think it's it's more speaks to the nature of like how conferences are organized and some of the financial aspects of who speaks <laughs> in some of these conferences and that kind of wow, stuff. Wow, that's but, it. Hold I,
0: on, that was a huge <laughs> indictment on the... Con- so on by the com- way...
1: Some conferences, some yeah, conferences. Yeah,
0: Guy's throwing bombs at conferences.
1: ABA, that's I will say this, conference.
0: and he's on he's on the on on the board here, so I can say this. ABA Tech Show does not play this, you know, pay-to-speak, pay-to-pitch kind of thing. We do not do that. They do not do that. And that's another reason to go to Tech Show because uh, to... I'm gonna be less polite than Guy is as usual. There's a bunch of pay to pitch bullshit conferences that are not worth your time. And it's frequently it's Most. frequently frequented by people who do what we do and are paid to spout pitches for them. Sorry, I'll stop. You get my point. Keep going. Go back to being nice. So
1: yes, a lot of conferences are pay to play. You should avoid them. But here, and this goes back to my point, the, the point that Conrad made, which I agree with. It is a false choice, right? It's not average. And and I don't know, to Kevin's uh, defense, I don't know that he's really call, saying, just pick one. The title says versus. It, it, you know, you got to get, right? get some clicks, right? You got to get some clicks. <laughs> but I will say this. The best business development is interwoven with your advertising and marketing, right? So if you put out something of value into the world on the internet and you put paid promotion behind it, so maybe you have like, I don't know, I'm I'm gonna do a dumb idea, a dumb idea, but maybe you do like things you should know after a car accident or things you should know if you're considering divorce. And you do a search on Google and you download that guide and you start getting emails from somebody who's an expert on that subject. And there's paid media behind that. Is that advertising? Is it marketing or is it business development? You're building a relationship. You're getting to know someone, but you spent money to acquire their attention. And that, I think, to me, really sums up this idea of the false economy. And look, this isn't the first time we hear this. I'm asked all the time, SEO versus PPC, referrals versus internet. And I always say the same thing. Why not both? It's all of these things working in harmony. And guess what? The best marketing and advertising works when you take this concept of let's do things like grow relationships marshal the evidence of our excellent reputation but this idea that like somehow like seo i mean seo is people literally searching for the information and then your ability to build a relationship with them and demonstrate your expertise and your reputation like that's the whole point 100% and i digress
0: no no i mean i mean i'll use the blog thing as an example right are our, our blogs SEO, right? Well, the article suggests otherwise, right? And it, But the reality is blogs are a great SEO tool. And this is a place where Kevin and I have diverged for a very, very long time. Blogs are a great SEO tool, period. End of story. To me, not debatable because they do a great job at driving links. Links are the hard things. You hear Guy talk about meh links all the time. You put your blog on a different domain because you think you can build relationships better by doing that, you lose the SEO value. This weaves back into the interconnectedness of what Guy is talking about, right? So interweave your social media, interweave your community involvement, interweave your networking with the other channels, and you get the synergy of one plus one equals three, right? And why would you avoid that when you can do it? It's really easy to, do. It, it's sorry, it's not really easy to do. It is doable and it doesn't make sense to bifurcate those tactics.
1: And hopefully, open invitation, hope, if Kevin is uh, happens to be listening and is at Tech Show, we would love for him also to join us for an on-the-road chat on this topic. So,
0: so by the way, Kevin and I actually live in the same little town outside of Seattle now. Oh, um, so you can have this conversation at could, your house. We can have this here. Yeah. On your farm. I, I'll, I'll, I'll kill the, uh, on the farm. With chickens. <laughs> With the chickens. Zippy the chicken. Yeah. No, I, you know, this is a debate Kevin and I have had for a very long time. But my take is it is a kind of holistic, comprehensive approach as opposed to this kind of either or. We will, however, put in the show notes a link to Kevin's post so you can kind of read and think
1: for yourself. Let's take a break. And now for the Legal Trends Report Minute brought to you by Clio. In 2018... Only 23% of clients were open to working remotely with a lawyer. In 2021, 79% actively looked for a lawyer providing remote options. Huh, that's weird. What happened between (laughs) 2018 and 2021? Odd. This massive shift shows that remote communication has become a real expectation among clients Video conferencing in particular is becoming a popular format with over 58% of clients preferring video conferencing for their first meeting or consultation. Offering remote communication options along with phone and in-person services will give your firm a major advantage over others that don't. You know, and just to take a quick second, if you're not, what have you been doing? If If you can't offer virtual appointments to clients, I don't know. In some places, I don't know how you've been getting by. I, I, I mean, I think this is written kindly
0: with a optimistic glass half full. we Will give your firm a major advantage over others that don't. Let me put the. Let me re- put a different point on this. It's a huge disadvantage if you can't do this, right? Period. <laughs> End of story.
1: You might not have navigated the last three years if you have not been able to do this. Yeah.
0: Do it. I, listen, I'll give you. I'll, let me. Let me go one tactical level further. If you guys are, are, you're set up, you should be set up to run video. And if you're not, like, yes, we'll, we'll make fun of you. But if you are, the video email follow-up is an awesome follow-up that puts, and it shouldn't be outstanding. It should be just standard. But what do I mean by this? You just had a, had a video conference with a client and instead of sending them into your, you know, drip campaign that everyone gets the same damn message on, you can very quickly shoot a quick video of yourself in your office talking about their specific matter that they can then pass around, right? But like, boom, stand out. That lets your personality come through, lets them get to know you a little bit better. It shows that you're technical adept. And, and honestly, it's not that bloody hard to set this up,
1: but take it a step further, right? Do your follow-ups via video, personalized video. It's amazing. For more insights on changing expectations of legal consumers, download Clio's Legal Trends Report for free at clio.com forward slash trends. That's Clio spelled C-L-I-O dot com forward slash trends. All right, Guy, we talked about the Super Bowl.
0: One of my favorite anecdotes about legal marketing, this time I was actually watching the Super Bowl. I want to say this was in 2014. Halftime show, can't remember anything
1: about it. Oh, you missed a tremendous halftime show this year, by I the way. I heard about this. And I, th- I
0: heard it depends if you're between the ages of 30 and 50. <laughs> right. You thought it was tremendous. If you were <laughs> over 50, you, the answer was, who on earth are these people? Um, oh, sorry. If you're over 50, you were disgusted. If you're under 30, the, the answer was, I don't know who these people are.
1: And I'm 43, so right in the wheelhouse. There you
0: go. Ba- see? Exactly. Fantastic.
1: Uh, halftime show,
0: we didn't even record the Super Bowl. I'm losing clients left and right as I keep talking. I just realized that like, who is this person? I'm not ever going to want to work with this guy because he doesn't even watch the Super Bowl. But going back to 2014, my phone blows up during the halftime show about this crazy batshit crazy advertisement by attorney Jamie Casino. It was a two-minute long advertisement that showed up in his market. And it was we got to put it in
1: the show notes for sure. We
0: will put Jamie Casino's and we can call it batshit crazy Super Bowl ad. The reason I cite this so regularly is going back to this link building concept. Casino, and it's crazy. It is over the top. There's religion and fire and uh, hammers. And like it's, it's, a, it's like a parody of what we don't want to think of the legal profession, but it was real. Anyway... It was so crazy. What ha- So many people like me wrote about it, right? Because it was so off the charts bananas. And the fact that a lawyer was advertising... On the Super Bowl, what was also newsworthy back in the day. And so what happened is Casino put it up on YouTube, where it's it's received thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of plays uh, since then. But because he put it on YouTube, all of the people who wrote about this stuff linked to YouTube as opposed to his own site. And they completely missed and continued to miss for the next couple of years when they tried to outdo themselves with even more crazy creative. They missed the link building opportunity by having that video hosted on YouTube. They basically helped YouTube do better in, in the Google search results instead of Jamie Casino's firm. Um, so I, I got to correct that, you
1: on something. Go, hit me. Almost 6 million views on YouTube. 6
0: million views. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is so hard. It's by the way, I've, I'm
0: probably rep- responsible for like four 1% million of those reviews. But, no, but you're
1: probably like four million.
0: Holy cow! So go watch this um, with the sound turned down. And uh, but uh, I I use that regularly. The interesting thing is this year there were a whole bunch more Super Bowl ads from law firms. Now these ads, Guy, they don't show nationwide. They show in, in, in a regional market. We've watched all of them. Gee, what was your favorite legal Super Bowl ad? Of this year?
1: I'm going with the DeLorean, the Back to the Future. You know, again, aging myself, but if you're putting (laughs) DeLoreans in your Super Bowl ad, I'm in. Between
0: the ages of 30 and 50, for all of you, this will resonate (laughs) with you.
1: And, and you know, one of the things I want to just because again, our, our commitment to not only being controversial, but also being tactical is I want you the, the point of us talking about this is not just as timely and as Super Bowl, and you can get to see some ridiculous lawyer ads, but this idea of PR stunts and their role in your firm marketing. It doesn't have to be a Super Bowl ad, right? Um, yeah. and, and I think that one of the questions that I think always comes up is. Is like, is this what it takes to get attention? You know, do I have to be the Texas lawhawk? Do I have to be? Oh, do you, I have to have religion and fire? You
2: um, want to talk about the
0: Texas lawhawk.
1: Yeah, Texas Lawhawk. I, I was once karate chopped by the Texas Lawhawk. All
0: right, let's go. I tried to talk Gee. Guy, Gee's pretty much game to have anyone on this show. I tried to talk Gee into having the Texas Lawhawk on the show to talk about his Taco Bell Super Bowl ad, and Guy, like got really I'm quiet. fine
1: with having the Texas Lawhawk on <laughs> the are? show. You are? You know, All if right. he's at the tech show, he won't go to the... I mean, he probably won't be at the tech show, but if he was, <laughs> we can have him on the road too.
0: I'm not sure AVA would let him in.
1: I think that's where he karate chopped me. I... <laughs>
0: I want to have the Texas Law Hawk. It's, it's Ryan, what's his name, Ryan? I want to say Ryan Wilson. Ryan Wilson. Wrong,
1: wrong celebrity. Ryan E. Wilson.
0: Okay. I want to have the Texas Law Hawk on the show to talk about. Uh, by the way, I think his- Open his invite. Branding, open invite. His branding positioning while repugnant is actually super, super effective.
1: Oh, and it works. He'll tell you.
0: His, it works. This is why I'm saying it's repugnant yep. and effective, right? Um, repugnant those two to you, are, but
1: yeah. yeah. Can't legislate for taste. No. <laughs> So what, what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial?
0: Well, so it's funny. We picked the same one. Wow. My favorite Super Bowl, like hands down. Now, now, some of them were ridiculous. So the Richard Schwartz and associate looked like a parody of a law firm making a parody of a Super Bowl ad. The Nicolette Law that basically was uh, a bunch of people playing in a band at the end, it said, what does this have to do with law? Nothing what the hell was that? Like You you, 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 you said nothing with that. But the, the Maloney Alliance, they did this back to the future riff. And for me, it's important for a couple of reasons. One, they referenced To Kill a Mockingbird, which is why I named Mockingbird. Now, the other thing with To Kill a Mockingbird, and this is why I named the firm Mockingbird, for people, so many people, again, between the ages of 30 and 50 probably have read that book and it, it explains how we wish the legal profession was, right? And so in this Back to the Future riff, the lawyer goes back and gives his younger self, who was in an awesome old Rush concert t-shirt, a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird in order to, and said, and don't forget to read this, right? So like, that's why I'm inspired to be a lawyer. That's the type of lawyer that people want to hire. Like that was genius. The other thing that he, he uh, they kind of zipped in there was he said, oh, and return everyone's call. Right, So they did a really good job of painting themselves as the Atticus Finch of the personal injury world and being responsive all in a really good way without hitting you over the head with it. I loved it. I thought it was a great ad.
1: And uh, we have to say thank you, and we'll also make, make sure this is in the show yeah, notes, I, to Joe Patrice at Above the Law. You know, if, if Joe, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you were, and you're at Tech Show, let's talk Super Bowl commercials on our On the Road episode. But I think this is, you make a lot of good points there, and, and it kind of comes back to this original concept of, like, trying to be tactical. You can do a PR stunt that still positions you the way you want to be positioned, that still reflects your values, that still gets your marketing message out. You can be creative. You can have some fun. God forbid, lawyers try to have some fun and still hit those high notes of the things that you know are important uh, to your potential clients. And if you're going to do this kind of stuff, make sure you're doing it on your own website so you can get those links. 100%. (laughs) (laughs)
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. We'll put above the law in the, uh, show notes. If you want to watch, I think there's six or maybe even seven. Some of them are really cringy. Some of them are inspirational, but at least makes you think about what you can do with, with advertising, branding, positioning.
1: And I think the other thing too, to think in the bigger picture of just advertising and like, you know, whether it's a Super Bowl ad or TV, another big thing that we see all the time when we work with lawyers that have, you know, Quote, unquote offline media buys, TV buys, radio buys. Make sure that you've got tracking infrastructure in place, <laughs> whether it's a call tracking number, or maybe you have a dedicated URL, and maybe you're monitoring this in your search console data, or you're getting um, the post logs from your TV or radio spot. But remember... People are sitting there watching the Super Bowl, not Conrad because he's on the slopes, but a lot of people are sitting there watching the Super Bowl and they've got their phone in their hand. And so when they see the DeLorean, they're going to search on this lawyer's name, whether or not they need the lawyer or not. And so it's a multi-screen world. It's a multi-screen experience. Don't just be like, we're gonna measure our offline media buys solely by the people who call the phone number from the commercial. Yeah,
0: I mean, you can play this. I mean, we talked about business development and advertising, all these things wrapping in together. So I suspect not many of our listeners are thinking about doing a Super Bowl commercial, but I want to use this as an example of how you, could, how you can interweave all of your marketing channels together. Think about, okay, so we're going to hit a Super Bowl ad. That means that I can literally, in Google Analytics, in real time, watch traffic to my site blow up or not, Right? when that ad airs as that ad airs right so you do that okay great you can also put tracking right so you can know that these people came so they were interested enough to go to your site okay so now we can talk about retargeting right and these things just kind of build on themselves and this is my whole point of like this is an ecosystem of marketing channels you said this at the very beginning like why not both it's an ecosystem of marketing channels. It's, I hate the word synergy because it makes me think of MBAs and makes me want to just die.
1: But Well, you're the one with an MBA here, so we don't even know anyone knows what synergy means. Okay. <laughs> that's an <in laughs> MBA class 101. Well, that's nice of you to share that with us.
0: No, but there's a synergy of, of having these things build on each other, right? And this is a one plus one plus one equals five. So think about what you're doing on your different marketing channels. Have them work together. Have the reporting work together. Think about this comprehensively. And this is honestly one of the reasons why I, this is a self-centered bias, but like if you just have a agency that does one part of the puzzle, they don't ever really add the one plus one plus one into five. It's like, here's a one and over here, here's another one and here's another one. Being able to, either having an agency that can look at it all together or making sure that you internally look at it all together from the big picture, super, super important.
1: Oh, it's so important. And uh, you just made me think of one context that this comes up all the time. And this is that, well, we have a PPC expert and we have an SEO expert. (laughs) And oh no, you can't talk to each other and you don't even know each other exists and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. So the paid search team has no idea what queries you're generating traffic for organically. And the SEO team has no idea what your highest converting paid queries are. And the opportunity that's left on the table there is just astronomically mind-blowing. Don't do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, and we have a bunch of hidden landing pages on the site that are, are basically orphan pages that Google's indexed. And now you've got a ton of duplicate content, right? Right. And
1: we've been actually been buying tons of offline media, but we didn't tell any of the digital people that. And then we turned it off. And then we wonder why our brand impressions have gone way down. Don't do that. (laughs) Get these people talking. Even again, if you've got specialists, I think that's fine. But make sure that you're, uh, you're integrating your marketing approaches. Well, sadly, just like the Super Bowl, we are now out of time. And Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Please do join us in Chicago for Tech Show. And as always, if you're new to LHLM, please subscribe, leave a review, reach out on the hashtag LHLM. And until next time, Conrad and Gee, Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, signing off.
2: Thank you for listening to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing.